You are listening to the Recovering Faith Podcast, an honest and non-judgmental discussion on faith in God and the doubts we often have, why it's sometimes difficult to trust God, and how we can know with assurity that He loves us. This show centers on strengthening and rebuilding our faith after loss, tragedy, or when coming to Christianity from a non-Christian or pseudo-Christian worldview. Now, here is your host, Gene Curl. Hello and welcome back to Recovering Faith. I will probably sound a little different this time because I've got a cold and I am losing my voice. So I'm going to try to make this one shorter uh, so that I can finish the episode before I lose my voice. Uh, This is the 99th episode and next episode I will have a guest. And uh, so I'm looking forward to that. And... uh, for those of you who like to read my blog, uh, I'll give you an update. I should be uh, writing the blog again soon. Uh, for those of you who have been listening, I have uh, had cut the end of my finger off and I had to have a surgery on it and so I wasn't able to type. And so I haven't been writing the blog, but I should be writing the blog again soon. I should get the stitches out, uh, I think, this week. And in another week or so, I should be able to write the blog again. And so I'm looking forward to that, and I'm sure a lot of you are as well. And um, if you hear noise in the background, uh, it there's probably 40 mile an hour wind right now. A storm's blowing in, and so there's nothing I can do about that. So if you hear the noise, uh, that's what it is. And so today's, what today's episode is about is about being a welcoming church and I'm going to talk a little bit about a story, an experience in my life where I visited a church that was not a welcoming church. And at the time in my life when I was going to this church, it was a time in my life when, when I desperately needed somebody to be there for me and they failed spectacularly. Now, uh, I'm not going to give the name of this church, but uh, anybody who who's familiar with Pocatello, Idaho will probably uh, be able to extrapolate which church it is. So because of that, I want to say right out front that a few years ago I went back and visited this church when I was visiting family, and the church has completely changed. It's not the same pastor, not the same leadership of the church. The, even most of the congregation is different, so, uh, and they seemed like they were a really welcoming church. It completely changed. Uh, so, I just don't want people to, if they figure out which church I'm talking about, I don't want them to think poorly of it uh, because of somebody else's failings. The reason I was thinking about this topic is uh, uh, it's one of the things that my church talks a lot about is being a welcoming church. And as I say, this church, the church that I'm in this story, failed spectacularly. And so, um, anybody who knows me personally, or anybody who's been listening to my blog, or or reading, uh, listening to my podcast, or reading my blog, knows that for a while I was a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, also known as the Mormons, and. At this point in my life, I had just gone through a painful and dramatic breakup. Uh, my girlfriend and I, or I guess she's my fiance, we had been engaged for two years, and 
her parents didn't like me much and they just kept trying to get us to break up and finally they succeeded and you know there's a whole lot of stuff with going on with that and it was just not a good time in my life and on top of that I had discovered that most of what I had been told in the LDS church was false and I started learning about the church history and church doctrine and realized that a lot of what I had been told was a lie and I started I was having a, fa a crisis of faith and so uh, I was looking for something and searching for something and trying to find out what was true and uh, on the Idaho State University campus they had this campus group called the uh, Chi Alpha which was uh, campus ministry and and so I started uh, I started going to going to this instead of going to the Mormon church and while I was going there um, I tried to have discussions with the church with a uh, pastor but he never seemed to have time and neither did anybody else and nobody ever really had any deep doctrinal discussions with me or anything <laughs> and um, I told them that I was Mormon and nobody ever reached out to me and tried to tell me what true Christianity is or anything it was just everything was just superficial feel-good stuff and but I was in the right place in my life uh, to be evangelized to and it didn't happen and I really needed somebody to fellowship me but they they didn't instead they treated me poorly which made me more susceptible to being indoctrinated by the worldly things I was being taught in college and I had several atheist professors that it was their goal to make everybody in their class doubt God and so uh, since I was in the position where I was realizing that the church wasn't true I was really searching for truth and looking for something and and um, I'd seen a poster for this uh, campus group called Chi Alpha and I decided to try it out and when I first went there I thought that I had found what I was looking for and I thought it, it would satisfy my spiritual longing and in truth it probably would have had the people there acted the way they should have but um, the actions of imperfect Christians caused me to leave the group eventually and so as I said I told the group I told the group that I was uh, that I was Mormon and I even admitted to some of them that I was doubting the church but they uh, never really talked to me about it never told me that even the differences between Mormonism and and their faith and and the meetings were just I say feel good feel good meetings and music and and uh, well there was uh, after going there a couple weeks there's this one young lady that was going to the group and I asked her out on a date and she agreed to go out with me and she gave me her address and told me when to come pick her up and I thought okay great so I so on the day that I was supposed to go pick her up I dressed up nice you know and I went to her went to her apartment and knocked on her door and this big hulk of a man answered the door 
And he said, hey, can I help you? And I, and I said, and this isn't her name, but I'm just going to throw out a random name here. So I'd say, yeah, I'm here to p uh, pick up Jenny for a date. And he's like, wait, what? And he told me that she that he was her boyfriend. And he's like, so he yelled in there and asked her if she had told me that she would go on a date with me. And of course she said no, uh, she, didn't, she didn't know me or didn't really know me and she did not, absolutely didn't say she was going to go on a date with me and she didn't know where I got that idea. And at this point the boyfriend was getting pretty upset and he acted like he wanted to rearrange my face. And so I apologized for the misunderstanding and the inconvenience and I left. But based on our previous conversation, there's no way in which I, there's no conceivable way in which I could have been confused. She had agreed to the date, she agreed to the time, and she gave me her address and told me to come pick her up. And then I think uh, she wasn't expecting her boyfriend to come over, or I don't really know what was going on, but it wasn't good for me. Well, uh, in the group, I never really felt like I had any, had any friends anyway. I was kind of treated like I was an outsider. Uh, I don't even think most of the people knew my knew my name, but beef, because she was a lot uh, had a lot better relationship with everybody in the group than I did. Before the next meeting, she had already told everybody about the incident and told every basically told everybody that I was stalking her and just showed up at her showed up at her house on a. Uh, trying to pick her up for a date and that she didn't know why because we'd never talked about it and, and then everybody in the group started treating me like I was uh, some kind of a pervert some like a stalker and you know I was going through a hard time in my life already and I was already struggling with my faith in the uh, LDS church and I was trying to find what was true and being treated this way by this other church uh, just caused me to stop going to church altogether for a long time. And then, of course, I eventually started going back to the Mormon church and then eventually lost my faith altogether and, uh, and became an atheist for three years. And had it not been for the, what happened in this group, I don't think that would have happened. I mean, if if I had shown up to this group and they treated me with respect and they decided to teach me the gospel and they decided to love me and to and to uh, fellowship with me I I'm convinced that I that it would have saved me all that trouble and all that heartache and that I wouldn't have wound up losing my faith altogether and becoming an atheist and uh, so, and I, and I know that we shouldn't uh, judge Christ or judge the church as a whole on, on the actions of people because people are flawed, but that's a hard sell to somebody who's already doubting faith. So as Christians, we need to make people feel welcome. We need to treat them like they're loved and we need to actually genuinely love people. Uh, I always try to make sure that when somebody comes to my church and visits that they have a good experience 
that they know that they that we they're welcome there they know that they're wanted there uh, I invite them to my home group Bible study I make sure they feel welcome in fact I've even told new people in church that if they don't have a place to go that they're more than welcome to have Thanksgiving with uh, with me and my family and so it's a it's a really it's really important to me to make sure that that uh, people know that they're welcome not just because of the experience I went through but that's part of it but it's also because it's the right thing and it's and it's what God wants uh, we're to be the hands of feet the hands and feet of God on this uh, earth and we're supposed to do the things that he's told us to do and you see you know, a light on it a, a um, you know where the with the light on hill, you don't light a candle and put it under a bushel, but you sit on a lamp sh on a lampstand so that all that in the house will get light from it. And so, we're supposed to do things that make people want to know Christ, not do things that make people want to run away from Him. And so, yeah, that was as I say, this is a shorter episode because. Uh, I have actually had a lot more I wanted to talk about, but I'm having a hard time talking now. And uh, um, if you say I'm losing my voice, so um, I want to thank you all for for listening to this episode. And uh, as I say, next episode it's going to be an interview, and I'm really looking looking forward to that. And I'm sure you will enjoy it. And um, thanks for listening, and God bless. And also, if, if you're interested in any of the other stories about how I came to Christianity or why I left Mormonism or why I joined Mormonism in the first place or anything like that, you can go back and read my previous blogs or you can uh, listen to previous episodes either on iTunes or Google Play or wherever it is you listen. Or you can go to my website, genecurl.com, and you can uh, see all of the past episodes and uh, blogs. Again, thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to the Recovering Faith Podcast. Please rate and review this show and share it with your friends and family. You are loved.